Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hollywood Hoop Dreams aren't only made from magic, they also come in the form of original podcasts from the Hoop Ball Network. So if you're the Lakers zooming out, are you tempted to bring back DeMarcus Cousins in the playoffs? And do you disrupt the dynamic at that point if he's healthy enough to play? Join Ethan, JC, and the thriving Lakers community around the world to talk about all things Lakers. The Lakers this season has come to expect of this team is consistent winning. That is something we have not been able to say since I've seen Andrew Bynum in a Lakers uniform. The show is available everywhere Pods are found, and you can follow the show on Twitter at Lakers. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hoopballers, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Pelican Scoop on the hoop-ball.com network. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. Follow me on Twitter at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K. Thanks for joining us again this week. We have a very special guest joining us today. It is Andrew Lopez from ESPN. How are you going? Uh, it's going good, man. Glad to uh, glad to be on with you. It's uh, I'm all. It's always always nice to talk to, uh, to 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 people all around the world, especially you know when they uh, when they just follow the Pelicans like I do. <laughs> like we were talking about off air, I've only just taken over this Pelicans podcast. We're getting some uh, some reps in, so it's great to have someone that's I suppose boots on the ground in in New Orleans. I can see uh, give us an insight as to. Um, I suppose, the day-to-day operations and how things are going actually in New Orleans. Whereas for me, I'm in Perth, so I see things on TV, I see things on Twitter, and, you know, I get that sort of uh, separation from the team. So any time we can, we can get someone on with your, uh, with your clout, that's uh, just awesome, I think. I, yeah, stoked to have you on here. I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm always happy to be able to talk about Pels and uh, when we can talk to, you know, all around the world. I mean, it just shows you how much this uh, – how much the game has grown and how much the, the interest is, uh, not only in the NBA, but in, in the Pelicans. I mean, and obviously a lot changed uh, about a year ago uh, for this team when, when Zion was uh, gifted to them. Things have changed, uh, you know, drastically uh, in the last year for this team. 
and you, you, you've just kind of seen their, their profile really grow uh, in the States uh, and, and obviously around the world with what uh, everything that Zion does. Yeah, I mean, going into the offseason, Anthony Davis, there was the, uh, the, I suppose, issues with him. He, he wanted out. There was these reports coming out that he was, he was ready to go. Blockbuster trade vetoed almost at the trade deadline. Uh, there's all these reported ones. And then we hit the offseason, massive trade. We get three quarts of the Lakers team comes down to, yeah. to New Orleans. And then we land number one draft pick. What was the, the feeling around the team throughout that period you know like was it one of positivity that we've we've managed to I suppose avoid a massive slump and, and jump straight back in yeah so to, to kind of appreciate where they were uh, after the actual back to January 28th of, of 2019 that's when Anthony Davis made his his trade request and he made it public and and from that point on it was it was a weird three or four months around the team because you basically had guys who uh, he wanted out. So they're still trying to win games. There was the part where he was only playing 25 minutes a night. And it was just like this dark cloud hanging over the franchise uh, for, for months on end. It just didn't seem, it didn't seem like there was an end in sight. And then even at the end of the year, he wears the that's all folks shirt um to the final home game and it was like come on man like you know better than that so he they had already kind of made some changes they already got rid of uh of, of Del Demps the general manager it was between Danny Ferry David Griffin and a couple other guys Trajan Langdon uh for who was going to be the next person in charge and ultimately they go with David Griffin uh to be the next uh executive vice president of basketball operations so he's in charge on that side. And that first couple of weeks with, with Griff, you felt the positivity. You, you kind of felt the shift in what the franchise was doing. And there, there was a part where, you know, he was going to get upgrades and he was going to improve the staff. He was able to pull Aaron Nelson from Phoenix, one of the top trainers in the NBA. And, and slowly you were kind of starting to see what he wanted to do. And then, and then the lottery night comes and he hits the number one pick. They jumped up from, I think, the eighth best odds to get Zion, and it was a crazy, crazy time. I remember I remember the moment that Alvin Gentry busted out of the room uh, and into the ballroom where we were and just grabbed David Griffin and just hugged him because they knew what it meant. And then about a couple of weeks after that, going into the draft, it was the, the Anthony Davis trade and what was going to happen with the AD trade. And um, – you know, and then you, you get Lonzo and you get Brandon Ingram and you get the, the you know, the fourth pick is, 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 is now your, is gone. It was just so much, so many moving pieces. And then you took that fourth pick and you moved back and you got the, you know, the more pieces with Atlanta. And it was just so much really going on that I felt like, you know, they, they really kind of turned the corner quick. This wasn't going to be a rebuild. That's is why heading into this season, uh, before the Zion injury, they were really sitting about how they were going to compete in a playoff spot. And, you know, you really felt it. And even though, like, even if the season is over, say we don't start the NBA season back up, it's still a successful year because you were in position to play competitive games in March and April. And that's what you really wanted to do. And as long as you're continuing to grow as a team, which you are, and set that foundation for Alonzo, uh, B.I., and Zion to all grow together, 
I think you, you really set the, the foundation for, for what can be a very successful franchise, especially when you have somebody like David Griffin uh, running the show. Yeah, absolutely. And, and David Griffin has that, I suppose, reputation of being a pretty good operator. You know, he was with the uh, LeBron Cavs for a while and, and what, like a championship out of that. You know, as a yeah. guy like that that leads from the top from all reports, I think for a young team and a, a sort of team that's just sort of been, what was it, seven new players or nine new players or something joined the roster in the off-season, to be able to get that to gel, but you see a full cleaning house sort of operation. But then, like you said, we hit March and April and they're playing some really, really good basketball, pushing for that eighth playoff spot. When no, I don't think anyone heading into the season probably gave them that much of a, um, of a uh, I suppose... Ability to make that playoff spot. I didn't think anyone was had that. I didn't. I um, I thought we're going to sit there and we're going to see these Laker guys develop. I thought it was a very young side, and yeah, they can grow together. But again, you've got half a roster that's brand new. Um, who do you think were the big influences in that locker room coming in? Um, you know, we we added Favors, JJ Redick, um, yeah. as well as uh, a few other high quality veteran guys. Do they? Um, step straight into that role alongside Drew and, and lead the young guys? Yeah, so J.J., it's, it's kind of two things, on the court, off the court. Off the court, uh, J.J. Redick really stepped up. Uh, Drew has never been the, the vocal, rah-rah type leader. He's always been the by example. He leads by what he does on the court. Um, J.J., on the other hand, is the guy who steps up and will kind of get in your face and yell at you and kind of, kind of, kind of get on you a little bit about stuff. And I, I remember – you know, I think they were – it was sometime during the 13-game losing streak, maybe toward the end. Maybe it was like game 11 or 12 that they had just lost. And, and I remember J.J. called the team meeting to kind of get the guys, you know, focused again. And he recently had his podcast, he had Lonzo Ball on, and they talked about the two of them really – like that was kind of the, one of the moments for the team – where things started to turn around because J.J. was going to get on everybody and hold everybody accountable. On the other side of that, uh, it, was, it was Derek Favors on the court because Derek Favors, while you, he, he may not give the, the spacing that you think you need, they they'd had the most improvement. And it was when after Favors had come back from his early injuries and then his mom passing away, uh, and he kind of took some time off when he got back on the floor in December. That's when the team really started to uh, to kind of take off, shake off that seven and twenty three start, and then put themselves in contention uh, for that eighth playoff spot. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I've been doing a. I went right back to the start of the season, started watching all the games again, and it was very clear that you could see that J.J. Lonzo bond a bit even early on. You know, there was bits where he's sort of directing traffic and he's saying, well, Lonzo, there was an out-of-bounds play, I think it was in the third game, and Lonzo's standing in one spot and J.J.'s just directing traffic and he's saying, well, look, this is how you got to do it. And, you know, getting onto those young guys and teaching them, I mean, they'll look back and they'll say, well, I learned this from, from J.J. Reddick. You know, I don't think yeah. the wealth of knowledge... Um, is as, I suppose, celebrated as uh, publicised. You know, that uh, learning from the older guys as well as being able to grow together as a team, we're looking at, uh, I think it is, should be celebrated. And I think it, it's a credit to the older guys to be able to bestow that knowledge to the, uh, to the young guys. With so the- JJ Reddick is actually funny, kind of funny because JJ Reddick is, is kind of like everybody's vet right now. And it, like Nikhil Alexander-Walker in particular. Nikhil Alexander-Walker like follows JJ around like a puppy. Like, <laughs> 
you know, JJ talks about this a lot. A lot of times he'll have guys ask, hey, can we, um, you know, can I come do off-season workouts with you? And then nobody will show up uh, because he gets up so early. He, he's so regimented. He, he wants to do everything in particular. And Nikhil has basically been like just a sponge to JJ this year. So you, you'll, you'll see it on the court where like he's starting to have that relationship with, uh, you know, with a guy like Lonzo and, and, and Lonzo is starting to rub off on Lonzo. Lonzo is another big reason why they've uh, succeeded how they have. But in the same vein, like I think you'll see it in the future with guys like Nikhil who are learning the NBA work ethic from a guy like JJ Redick. And, you know, JJ wasn't that kind of guy early in his career in Orlando. He kind of had to develop that late. So for, for people to kind of learn how he works now and how he's been able to have some of his better seasons later in his career, I think it's going to be great for some of those guys on that bench. Absolutely. And we saw the development even throughout the season of, um, of Nikhil. I mean, even in the first games, you saw that aggression that he was happy to, um, you know, take a shot. There were some big threes that he hit and, and some hustle plays as well. If he takes another jump, this guy's going to be a pretty good player in this league. Yeah, you you go back to Nikhil's summer league, and he was excellent in summer league. And obviously, Jackson Hayes was making all the plays, but Nikhil looked like a guy who was going to make some, uh, you know, some headway onto this team. Now, uh, the problem with him early on was, you know, he, he was almost uh, almost too happy to take a lot of those shots. He was kind of putting up uh, putting up a lot of threes, a lot of ill ill, Ill advised shots. But he learned and and. You're, you're on a team where, you know, you're obviously behind Lonzo and Drew. Uh, J.J. Reddick's got to get minutes. Josh Hart has to get minutes. Antoine Moore has to get minutes. Frank Jackson has to get minutes. So you, you were behind a lot of guys, but instead of moping and, you know, complaining, like, you're a first-round pick, you should be getting my time, he's in the gym. He's working. And I remember, you know, right, right before the end of the season, Nikhil uh, had a hairline fracture in his, in his wrist. Now, this happened when he was going to a G League game. He played a G League game uh, with the Erie Bayhawks, the, the, the Pels G League affiliate. And in the first game, he injures the wrist. But he, he wanted to play so much that you looked at it and you saw the, that he had this broken hand he put on, his, on his right hand. He played the second G League game and shot completely with his left hand. Um, he put up bad numbers that game, and I remember seeing it. And I was like, oh, you know, I just, I just tweeted out the numbers. Like, okay, you know, he's got, you know, so-so numbers. And I remember someone tweeted at me, uh, a source tweeted or, or kind, of, kind of texted me on the side, and he was like, hey, did you watch the game? And I was like, no, it was a G League game. I didn't really watch it. I kind of saw some highlights. He's like, go back and watch it. I was like, all right. All right. And I go back and watch every shot he takes with his left hand. He was so driven to play basketball and, and get better that he was just like, I'm going to take every shot with my left hand because I can't give up these 30 minutes of, of practice time. When you have a, a, a kid with a drive like that, he's going to make an impact for your team one way or another, uh, whether it's now or in the future. He's, he's going to pay off for you. And it's just – it kind of goes to show you that obviously – you, you, it was hard to miss on that number one pick, right? It was hard to miss uh, on Zion, but able to get Jackson and get Nikhil and get uh, two more guys that are can contribute uh, shows that how much that you know that scouting department paid off. This youth is so exciting, honestly. I mean, Jackson Hayes, you saw some real flashes of him 
this year. I know when Derek was was uh, he had his leg absence for a bit. Um, you know, Jackson Hayes stepped up, and you see this guy that was he twenty years old looks like he could be NBA ready maybe in another year or two, and he's a real looks yeah. like could be a contributor pretty quickly. Yeah, he's he's another one who his raw talent is is just kind of out 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 of this world. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't starting his junior year of high school. I mean, he wasn't supposed to be a lottery pick when he went to Texas. He was kind of more better and better. And I think it's his instincts that make him what he is. Obviously, you've seen how, how, how hard he can dunk. But go, I think it was the Houston game where he caught the – J.J. Reddick put up a three late. It went off the rim wrong, and Jackson was able to crash in, and he, he just slams it down. And J.J.'s, like, looking back, like, oh, my God, like, where did he come from? And – I think, like, those types of instincts you can't teach. And once he gets a little bit more weight on his body and can can hold his own in the post, he's going to be really, really hard to stop. That's why I think you have a a really good foundation with those three. And then let's not forget, Lonzo just turned 22. Brandon just turned 22. Brandon's 22. Uh, You know, Josh is 23 or 24. Like, all these guys are young, man. Like, it's not like this team is is very old. I mean, you know, Etwan feels like they call Etwan Uncle E. He's 29 or 30. Like, he's not, he's not that old. So, the fact that all of this team is young, you have uh, a lot of draft picks that you can trade or move or bring into the team. It, it just gives you a base for what this team can be going forward. And I think it's, there's a lot of reasons to be excited if you're a New Orleans Pelicans fan. Onto the the wider league, we're in this hiatus at the moment. Um, yeah. Is there any rumblings of when, if if there is going to be a return, or, or what we can expect? Yeah, actually, I want to say um, as as we're recording this, Woj just tweeted out um, there was a board of governors called today uh, with Adam Silver, and uh, he says there's a uh, a positive momentum that the uh, the NBA will will return. This season, so they are starting to get momentum that way. Uh, there's a, a big call with the players coming up soon, and w- what you're going to see is, uh, I-, I think, is a push to finish this season in some way, shape, or form. It may not be, the, you know, what we expected. It may be this bubble city environment. Woj just kind of tweeting again. <laughs> he's, he's tweeting as this is happening. It's kind of kind of odd, actually. Um, they call it a camp environment which would be basically a a bubble city idea where they go to orlando or they go to las vegas um maybe the regular season gets finished maybe the playoffs are short maybe we just go to playoffs i think all that is being figured out right now but uh i think what you're ultimately going to see is they're going to finish in in some way this year that's obviously the goal is to finish somehow uh and, and be able to declare a champion and if that means taking this season and and pushing it down the line to where season starts in December or January, so be it. But I think what you're going to see moving forward is uh, they're going to attempt to finish this year out. Well, it's good news for all the uh, the sports fans out there. I know we're all chomping at the bit for something to watch. Um, I've seen uh, a couple of rumblings that maybe uh, there's the potential that it could be run like a summer league where they just play game after yeah. game and, and dominate TV just to finish the regular season. I think we were still 16 or so games per team-ish left, I think, before we... Yeah, uh, it was like six, between, but anywhere between 15, 16, 17, 18, I think, was, was where we're at. I mean, but if you... 
if you're in a bubble city, like say if you're all in Orlando, you don't have to travel. You could play your games and get them done, and, and it, it wouldn't take as much time. You can you can kind of knock that out, get a couple of days for uh, off for when you when you wanted. But I I do think you're going to see some sort of uh, a finish like that. Yeah, well, I'll have to take a couple of weeks off work just to to lock in and just watch, watch every game going through um, because that is going to be primetime TV if that comes back. Absolutely. So before we let you go, do you have any key takeaways from this season and, and, and expectations going forward? You know, I knew Zion was going to be good. I didn't know he was going to be this good this quick. Even when you look at his... He played 19 games. His first eight, he was under 20 points per game, still kind of struggling a little bit. He averaged 26 in his last 11 games on nearly 60% shooting. I mean, he was really dominant, and he was doing a lot of it from post-ups. He wasn't getting as much space. So for, for me, uh, I think seeing him do what he's doing right now, he's got potential to be an MVP kind of guy he's got potential to be the the lead guy on a championship team. And there's only just, I think so many of those players in the league is in that. And and you've got one of them, which is going to make you a destination uh, going forward for people are going to want to come play with him. If he continues to develop and if he stays healthy, Uh, it came to new Orleans this year in the first place was because he felt that they were going to be able to make a playoff push. And he was able to play a year with, with Zion and Drew Holiday. And to me, it's just a – I think it's a, it's, a, it's a big sign to me that they are, they are going to grow uh, rather quickly. You look at Lonzo. He was doing um, the second half of the season. Uh, his shooting percent, I think from the time Zion came back, he was averaging 13 points, eight assists, eight re- seven rebounds. But shooting – 42% from three, which is huge for Lonzo Ball. Uh, and obviously, Brandon Ingram turned himself into an all-star. So if those three are your foundation pieces moving forward, uh, you have a chance to build a championship caliber roster, I think, sooner rather than later in New Orleans. Well, here's hoping. I am very excited to see how they they proceed. You know, like, yeah, 100% agree. You've You've got the three, you've got a point guard, you've got a small forward, you've got a power forward who looks like to be an absolute beast. All th- you keep those guys together. Then you've got Josh Hart off the bench who is heart and soul of the team. I've said that a couple of times on here. It's my favourite pun. But uh, he absolutely, <laughs> he, uh, he, um, he, he does those things that don't show up on the stat sheet. I'd like to thank you for your time, for, for sitting in with us and, and, and providing all of your insights. Andrew, it's been a yeah, really great fun and, and I'm glad we could, we could chat. Hey, man, I'm glad we could do it too. Any Anytime you need me, I'm here for you. Thanks very much. Now, we're not going to go into the history today. We might save that for a later podcast. And we've got some things in the works coming up. We've got lots and lots and lots and lots of guests coming up in the coming episodes. I've had a chat with a few different guys, and no doubt they'll give us some different insights throughout the journey going forward. So for now, I'm going to leave you with this. Thanks for joining us. This has been the Pelican Scoop. I'm Lyle Swithenbank, and have a wonderful week. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.